0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer show. The situation
1: that I've been dealing with at the house, a infiltration of wasps in the backyard. I can proudly say I murdered all the wasps. They're all dead. We came up with a special concoction. It was not uh, white vinegar. It was not some holistic little thing. I went with straight poison. Poison still works, people. Oh, I lathered them up. They never knew what hit them.
0: Now back to the Gordon Damer Show.
1: I was like an action hero out there. I was double fisted it. On 98.7
0: ESPN.
1: It's good to know in this day and age where it feels like every day there's some piece of news or some piece of information that you get that you just feel like, does the world make sense anymore? There's nothing that I can rely on anymore. Well, it's good to know that poison is still poison. Poison still works, people. And yes, uh, in case you were wondering, the wasps in the backyard, they're all gone, people. They're all gone. We'll be holding little funerals for each and every single one of them today, laughing and tap dancing on their graves. Those little tiny I don't know if I'll do that. I'll just step on them. How about that? Just step on them repeatedly after they got me that, uh, that one time. That's when I discovered the wasp. Now, I discovered a lot through this whole process. Wasps can sting you more than once. I thought it was a bee situation where they sting you once and that's it. No. Wasp stings, super itchy. And poison still kills them. That's all. That, the main takeaway is if you have to encounter some wasps, go for the poison. No. No, uh, what you mean in terms of the conversation, or just how I'm treating the wasps?
2: Uh, probably treating the wasps.
1: Oh, okay. No, yeah. I, no, I, I will have to now abuse them as well. I'll be uh, like, a, it's going to be something like out of a Game of Thrones. Remember when they went to the wall and they had all the like the heads on the spikes? That's. I think that that's the approach. I'll have a whole bunch of toothpicks lined up in the back. What
2: show is this place. again?
1: Game of Thrones. I've never
2: seen Game of Thrones, but I've been told not to now.
1: I will say, yeah, um, the ending of the show was so laughably bad that it ruined the entire show. Well, when you have a show that's very plot-based instead of character-driven, where you're you're watching it to see how it turns out, like a TV show like Lost. They were good characters that you cared about, but it was primarily you wanted to see how the story turned out. If you don't land the ending, it kind of ruins the rest of the show. Now you could stop watching it earlier on and just not get to that final season. Now, what what show are you watching right now, Harvey? What what are you enthralled in now?
2: Uh, six feet under.
1: Six feet under. Okay, um, I don't want to awesome say anything show. too much, but awesome now they show. they definitely do land the very end of that show. Maybe one of the best endings of all the shows, but without spoiling anything, it does get a little sloppy at certain points. It's kind of one of those forgotten classics of HBO. It's not The Sopranos. It's not The Wire. But you're enjoying it so far.
2: Oh, I love it. How many seasons in are you? I'm, I'm about to finish uh, season three.
1: How many seasons are there? Five, six? Yeah,
2: five. Five, five.
1: okay. All right, well, look, if you're, if you're done with season three and you're still enjoying it, well, that, that's, that's a choice. I'm at
2: choice. the part where uh, Nate can't find Lisa yet.
1: I got you. I don't really remember it that well. No. It's all a blur. It's a very long time ago now. And a lot of my memory has been wiped as a, as a result of battling the wasps. I, all my, my focus has been, has been focused on that. Now, I saw Harvey sends out a rundown before the show of all the different topics that are going on. As if I need that. You know, like, I'm not preparing. Let me see what Harvey's got. But, you know, it's, a, it's part of the, it's not just Harvey that does it. All the producers do it. And uh, he, he put in here, Mets, colon, I dare you to mention the Mets just once. I will mention the Mets. But I want to get a couple more phone calls in for 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Brian is in Milburn. Brian, next up on the the Gordon Damer show.
2: Hey, Damer, how you doing? I'm good, hey, Brian. You know what's that, going that, on, that, pal? What's going on, bro? Hey, man, I'm glad you got the walls out your backyard, wherever Thank they you. was at. But Thank um, I want to say to you... The, the the statement that he had said that uh, Kevin Brown about the yeah. Orioles mm-hmm. laying them off or of, uh, suspending him all day it's like a big culture of coddling going on you coddled them suspending you for nothing but stating facts you haven't beat the Tampa Bay Devil Rays yesterday uh, last year but wait one or two times and now you dominating this year what what is a bad what kind of bad status that to fire somebody over I don't understand that. It's like well, the Yankees, you coddle all these players and they still get hurt. It's like, you might as
1: well just play and get your money worth. Well, there is a feeling of that. And, and Brian, thanks for the phone call of uh, that guys that you can do whatever you want, right? Remember like back when they had the Jabba rules with Jabba Chamberlain? Um, they put all these rules in place and the guys still got hurt, right? So there, there is something to be said for that. In terms of this, I don't think it's coddling. I think it's a guy who has a job. And while it's a gr- it's a great job, it's a very hard job to get. Any of those jobs are, are great jobs to get, uh, and you don't want to get fired from the job. So if your boss is completely thin skinned, a completely maniacal uh, maniac, you, you have to do whatever they say. And it's clear by the fact that he was suspended by the Orioles for what he said, which was again was not controversial in any way, anyway. It was just simply stating the, the, the recent history that the or. And here's the thing, the Orioles have been terrible against everybody for the last five years. It's not just the Rays. It, it was certainly characterized well. It was, it was factually stated, but that just shows you that, that he works for an ownership group between Peter Angelos or John Angelos who are out of their minds, and um, they, they don't like the, the, the reputation they have of being cheap, even though they are. And when you're billionaires, you can force people into situations, and that's what that statement tells you. The fact that he's t- <laughs> goos. Uh, recent media reports have mischaracterized my relationship. That was not something that was written by him. That was something that was written by the organization who doesn't like the the um, the the um, attention that they've gotten as a result of suspending him. They've f- clearly forced him to to write this down and make it seem like. This is something that he truly believes, and, uh, and away you go. And you can tell that because the, the, the ownership group is delusional because they actually thought that that would like, put this to bed, where it just kind of put more fuel on the fire. I have a wonderful relationship with the organization. Our ownership group, our front off, they have fully supported me since 2019 when I came on board. It, it's a ridiculous statement, and it just shows you uh, the people that, unfortunately, that uh, he has to work for. That that does happen sometimes in all works of life. You, we all have had, at, at certain points, dealing with bosses who are uh, out of their minds. And uh, clearly, the Baltimore Orioles are run by them. Uh, let's go back to the phones. one 800 Subi is in Midtown. Subi, what's going on, my friend?
3: Hey, Gordon. Regarding the Jets and hard knocks, I mean, I was watching that first episode, and it was Aaron Rodgers' obsession, but... I think they got to get away from, like, just Rodgers at this point because um, they got to sort of back off of him. He needs a little downtime to, you know, really get into this team. Um, So, you know, I think the rest of the team needs to get more involved, let's put it that way. And then also regarding the Jets, I was seeing um, practice highlights. It seems like they go hard on every single practice. I'm just hoping that no one gets seriously injured this year because they can't afford to lose any stars. And uh, I have a feeling that throughout the NFL, all these big players are going to go down one by one if they continue to, like, uh, you know, the NFL rules lead into injuries. That's what I got to say. That's all I got to say.
1: All right, Subi. Uh, And look, uh, for other prospective callers to shows, I think Subi is a a perfect example. What does he do? He gets right to the point. Doesn't mess around. What's going on with this? What's going on? Bang, right? So good job by Subi. Uh, Well, look, uh, in terms of the, the Hard Knocks episode, it's an episode of a television show. And really, you break those down into two, por- two parts. You have the plot, and you have the characters. And uh, this time, I think it was because the Jets had not played a game really as of yet uh, until they played the Hall of Fame game. It was a lot on characters, a lot on the stars, and the biggest star in the universe. Of course, when you have the first episode of a, of a, of a show that's focusing on the 2023 Jets, you're going to focus a lot of it on Aaron Rodgers. So I didn't really have a problem with the, 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 the parts of that where it was really focused on Rodgers and him coming here and his relationship and, and getting to hear him with his teammates. That stuff was all good. The Liv Schreiber part of the episode felt like a lot of filler. I, I think that that was a little silly. And the best part of Hard Knocks, to me, watching the show, I don't watch it religiously, but I have watched it in years past when it's, a, when it's focused on a team that I'm interested in, either the Jets or the Dolphins or, or some of the other ones is when they give you the, the back story to guys who are trying to make the team. That's the most fascinating part of it. So it's, it's NFL preseason. The plot really isn't all that. <laughs> it's not really about the games. It's about the characters. So uh, I would think that Rodgers is still going to be heavily focused. He's the quarterback. He is the story of the Jets, who are the story of the offseason. But I think you'll get much more of the, like they were focusing on the linebackers trying to make the team, I think you'll get a lot more of that in the episodes moving forward. And hopefully, that will be the only appearance at Jets camp by Liv Shriver. Hopefully. I don't think that we're going to need that part of the story uh, moving forward. But that's just me. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. We'll get more into the Jets. And I will defy Harvey. And I will have a point about the New York Mets. And we'll do it next. Right here. Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. When I first came aboard, uh, came aboard, abroad, aboard, can't even speak.
0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: A little Metallica for you there, right? Right, Harvey? That's right. Oh, how was the show? Now, which day did you go? There was two days of the show, which seems a little bit overkill, but can't you just play all the songs in
2: one day? You know, I thought about that when my baby sister went, on the Friday and the Sunday Both days She went both days And it was um. It was insane on Sunday
1: In what way? Oof Just They were good
2: They were good I was standing I, I had floor seats I was standing the whole time Right And you really get to know A quick um, Synopsis of society When They're throwing guitar picks at you And it's a mad scramble As if you found a Brick gold, gold bricks on the floor.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean a they, little lighter than the gold brick, but yes.
2: I mean they treat that thing like it's like it's a well, found it's rainbow. A,
1: a, right, sure. You, you it's all, every man for themselves. Now, were you able to get one of the guitar picks or you were just you know what like it is because, because little you're uh, a duck for cover kind
2: of guy. No, I, I because I was big brother, mm-hmm. I had to to um, my sister up uh-huh. so that she doesn't get trampled or like, you know, like right. brought down by everybody else. Right, yeah. But she found three picks three of them wow <laughs> three picks so it's pretty insane and um yeah there was some guy running across to try to get one and i had to push him out the way so it was a, uh, yeah you do get to see a lot of those somehow. so your,
1: your 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 little sister was able to get three and how many did you get
2: uh none i didn't want any oh you didn't want any All right. no i honestly if i did find one i was gonna find i was gonna just give it away to someone
1: what about the guy that was running like mad trying to get one?
2: Oh, well, he gets nothing. He uh, he actually shoved a woman out the way, and that woman shoved him back, and it was good. Almost good on. for her. It was good almost, for her. Yeah, it was almost fisticuffs.
1: Nice. Or, or now, you in the? Were, was there a mosh pit? Were you in the mosh pit?
2: No, but there were people being carried out, like you know, nice. like surfing and all that stuff.
1: Nice. All right. Um, and speaking of, there was one. There was one concert. I don't remember what year it was, but uh, apparently the guy was like. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was dead, and they were like doing the crowd surfing. They didn't even realize it.
2: Yeah, there were people that were uh, fainting. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you know, yeah, hot. Yeah, a it hot was night. hot. Got to hydrate. They're up gotcha. front. All the Speaking of,
1: it's now time for the weekend weather, which is presented by Grand Marnier. Uh, today, high of 86. Little, uh, I've I've run the algorithm, the algorithm that I use for the the NFL predictions this year. I've used it for the weather today, and it's going to be 86 today. A little rain early on, could be a couple of storms, could be severe. But it's going to move out. There's about a 50% chance of rain, I would say. But a high of 86. And tomorrow looks like it's going to be much better. Tomorrow, 88. How's that work for you? That's the weekend weather, which was brought to you by Grand Marnier. It takes cocktails from ordinary to unforgettable. I should also tell you that it's time now for a leaderboard update. Doing all these moving parts on the Dan Grasa show. I had no idea. Uh, Lucas Glover continues to lead at the uh, third round of the St. Jude Classic. And the leaderboard update is brought to you by Glenn Fittick. I should tell you that. Uh, Lucas Glover continues to lead mainly because uh, nobody's doing anything. The third round has really not uh, gotten underway. He does not tee off until almost 1 o'clock today. Jordan Spieth also tees off at almost 1 o'clock. He is uh, just one shot back. And that's the leaderboard update brought to you by Glenn Fittick, single malt scotch whiskey the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey, skillfully crafted, enjoy responsibly, Glenfiddich single malt scotch whiskey, ABV, 40% alcohol by volume, 2023, imported by William Grant & Sons, New York, New York. All right, so uh, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. We've talked a lot about the Yankees today. In case you're just joining us, none of the conversation was good. Because that's the state of the team. But as bad as the Yankees are, the Mets, even worse. So much so, you might question, why would you even mention the Mets at this point? Well, A, because as they tell you, summer hits different here over at Citi Field. At least the summer's hitting because nobody else. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. Not these days, not watching much of the Mets. Why would I, right? I mean, they gave up on the season. What am I supposed to stick in there and and try to find? But there is one issue that I do find interesting, and it is the future of Pete Alonzo. So, a conversation on the MLB Network this week. Why have the Mets not already signed Pete Alonzo? They should have had this guy locked up. Now, Alonzo, in case you were not aware, is a free agent after next season. So the Mets don't have to make a decision on him right now. Uh, they can wait until after let's see how next season goes and i think it's been overstated that the mets are punting on next season or they're not going to be they're not going to tank that's not the case now i don't think that they're going to be overpaying in free agency for win now starters in their late 30s and early 40s but of course as we can all now admit they shouldn't have been doing that anyway there was really no time to do that and they found out that that plan was flawed but I think that they're, they're going to have to still spend money. Now, they're going to be active in free agency, mainly because it seems like Steve Cohen can't help himself, which brings you to Pete Alonso. Now, at the trade deadline this year, Mets moved out a lot of pieces, and I guess there were some whispers of Alonzo being available, which is surprising because ordinarily that's the type of player in this situation he's not going anywhere. He's a homegrown guy. He's still a year away from free agency. And in terms of a player, he's likable, he's the face of the franchise, and he is as reliable a source of power in the sport as there is. Uh, I think over the uh, I think over the last what is it, 3 years, nobody has more home runs than him. And you'd have to also factor into the situation, you if you're the Mets and Mets fan, you have an owner who has no limits. So there's no way that you're going to lose a guy like that, right? So why haven't they signed him already? They signed everybody else. But you do have to kind of question, what is the Mets timeline? Because I have to tell you that while he is homegrown, he's the face of the franchise, Pete Alonso does not project to be a player that you want to invest in long-term. There's, there's certain rules that you generally want to follow, and you can come up with excuses why, well, that one doesn't really pertain here. Or we're a team that's trying to, the Yankees have found themselves in this spot. That you want to follow certain rules when looking to sign guys long-term. Generally, if you're, playing, if you're playing the long game, you want to. the main thing you want to look at is age. If you're going to give out a long-term contract, you want to make... 25, 26, maybe 27. You don't want to be 30 or over. That's not the guy that you want to be investing in long-term. Secondly, you want to be investing in a guy who's athletic, kind of a five-tool player, maybe somebody who plays in the middle infield or center field. But this way, the, the thing is, is if you're in the center of the field, you can always move out, whereas if you're on the on the outside, you can't move in, right? So you want to find somebody who fits that criteria. That is not Pete Alonzo. What you don't want to do is being investing long term in a guy who's slow, who's a bad defender, who really doesn't give you anything outside of power. That's not a player who generally projects to age well. Which might not necessarily be a problem if you're looking for a short-term deal. But based on Steve Cohen's spending habits, which are generally a major plus, if you're Pete Alonzo watching the last couple of years and watching what the owner is spending for this and spending for that, spending for guys who are free agent, spending for guys who are already on the team, why in the name of God would you be expecting anything less than top-of-the-market kind of money? There's no short-term deal. If you could tell me, all right, you're going to sign Alonzo to a three- or four-year deal, okay, maybe he won't age that fast, right? He is a, a reliable source of power, and even if he doesn't uh, project to play first base long-term, maybe if he's the DH, okay, fine. If you know for sure you're going to get the power that he provides. But there's no short-term—he would, he would be crazy to accept any kind of short-term deal. Look around. Look at, look at the last couple of years. He's, the, the owner's been giving f- late 30s, early 40-year-old pitchers— Three-year deals at way more money than anybody else. Brandon Nimmo's 30. He just got an eight-year contract. Plus, I hear a lot that Alonzo is the Mets version of Aaron Judge. He's not, but let's play along. I hear that a lot. So what does that project out to be? Top of the first base market and a homegrown guy? What, uh, seven for 245, eight for 240? You can't expect it to be a reasonable deal because the Mets don't sign reasonable deals. Show me the reasonable deal that the Mets sign that's not at the top of the market in terms of years, in terms of money. They've not done anything under the radar. You're going, oh, wow, that's a, really, that's a really smart signing. No, they just use their, their checkbook like a billy club, and they get the guy. And at the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters, getting the guy. When money is no object... That's the only thing that matters. But if you've not if you've not done that in the past, if it's not operating procedure to only sign smart deals, why would Pete Alonso be the first? Now the Mets have a decision to make. If they look at Alonso as somebody who they do want to keep long term, they would be best signing him this offseason. Now they don't have to sign him this offseason, he has another year of control, but if you're talking about the years, not so much the money, because again, the money is no object, but the years, I would rather get on that deal now and use one of those deals now rather than later. I'd rather be paying an extra year when Pete Alonso's is 29 rather than when he's 36, 37. So the Mets have a decision to make, and I don't know what their actual timeline is. I don't think they're going to tank, but I don't think that they're going to be playing at the top of the market. But if Pete Alonso, is in their long-term plans, which probably is not a, a smart move to make given the type of player he is and the type of deal he should be looking for, and the Mets almost certainly have to give him. But if he is, they should be getting on that sooner rather than later. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, it is what I learned this week on TikTok. It's next, only here on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Bye, a wonderful relationship with king jong un
0: you're listening to the gordon damer show podcast on 98.7 espn it's impossible i'm just getting warmed
1: up full of hijinks and look i'm not your friend so i'm not your friend i'm your enemy and
0: educational you
1: sound like you're a moron
0: it's what i learned on tiktok starring gordon damer
1: yes people and i should also tell you football season's back you have the chance to be part of the action by winning VIP tickets to Jets training camp courtesy of your local Honda dealers. Now, I've heard whispers that with those VIP tickets, you will get to try out at Left Tackle. I don't know that to be true. I shouldn't be uh, spreading uh, rumors, speculation. But you should keep it locked in for your chance to win coming up later in this show. This show right here. Visit your local Honda dealer for a great deal today. Honda Proud Partner of the New York Jets. I also heard this week, you know how the Yankees are having Old Timers Day? I think it's September, which is, seems very late. But I've heard whispers that what they're going to do during Old Timers Day is they're going to have one of the old timers, not determined as of yet, race Giancarlo Stanton in the outfield. It's going to, You ever see when the Braves do the beat the freeze, the guy the freeze chases down like the guy from the stands? They're going to do something similar. And uh, Giancarlo Stanton's going to get a head start. And he is going to race Chris Chambliss. Don't know that to be factually 100% locked in as of yet. But I feel very insulted when you do the the rim shot. I got to be honest. But it is the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM ESPN New York. So now, right now, you know that music. It's time for what I learned on TikTok this week. And if you're new to the segment, new to the show, very simple. I, as a 52-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app, but it's because I learned such interesting but yet completely useless information. So the only way I can make it useful is to craft a little uh, radio segment out of it, and it's called What I Learned This Week on TikTok. Happily. So how it works is I will give uh, the producers of the show today, be Harvey and Joe, the birthday boy, four pieces of information, three of which I've made up, one of which is true, and it is something that I learned this week on TikTok, very simple, and you can play along at home. And this is how we do it. Now, uh, are we ready to go, boys?
2: Did I'm we know ready. Who's I'm batting go- leadoff? I'm going first here.
1: You're going first today, Harvey. Oh, All yeah. right. I was going to give Joe the uh, easier question, but we haven't lined up this way. So, well, uh, who knows what's easy? Every week, you tell me this. This doesn't get any easier. So, I don't know. This one, to me, is the easiest one that we have. But let's go with this one. Number one, Harvey, in 2011, The Gap offered Mike the Situation Sorrentino a million dollars to not wear their clothes because they felt like it damaged their brand. Number two, the author T.S. Elliott included his middle initial in his writings because he did not like that his name spelled backwards was the word toilet. Number three, the Cabbage Patch Snack Time doll led to the invention of baby carrots. Or number four, Famous Amos of Famous Amos Cookies discovered Simon and Garfunkel. So again, to recap, four of them for you. Number one, 2011, The Gap offered Mike the Situation Sorrentino from the Jersey Shore fame a million dollars to not wear their clothes because they felt like he damaged their brand. Number two, the author T.S. Eliot included his middle initial in his writing because he didn't like that his name spelled backwards was the word toilet. Number three, the Cabbage Patch Snack Time doll led to the invention of baby carrots. Or number four, Famous Amos of Famous Amos Cookies. You know those, delicious. He discovered Simon and Garfunkel.
2: Famous Amos does not get enough respect from me, by the way. It's really good cookies.
1: It's a, it's a salad. I, I prefer a chewy chocolate chip cookie, a little chewiness in it, but there's still uh, there there never was a time that I had a bag of Famous Amos that I didn't eat every single one. All right, here. How you feeling? What are you looking at? How, not, how are you approaching this conundrum?
2: Not confident at all. I mean, I've been insulted. I've been um Insulted? How did I've I insult mocked. you? I
1: just read you four things.
2: You, you said this is the easiest, so now it's not going to make you feel better. Oh, um, okay.
1: Well, that does put a little pressure on you, I guess.
2: Let's go in order here. I will go with Mike. The situation, okay. You're gonna and lock Gap. that one in. I'm gonna lock that one in.
1: You gonna do it without the sound effect? Or uh. You gonna do it with the sound effect? Oh, there, there it is. Go. Okay. It was, it was it, the the clip was located right next to Stevie Wonder. Uh, no, that is incorrect. No. Uh, <laughs> now there is some. I, I kind of tweaked this one a little bit. Abercrombie and Fitch did not like that Mike Sorrentino wore their clothes, and I think they offered him ten grand. But no, it was not The Gap. It was not a million dollars.
2: I used to like Abercrombie and Fitch. Really nice clothes.
1: Yeah, okay. But that's not the one. That is that. That is incorrect. No. So now we move on. We have three of them now left. Uh, the author, T.S. Eliot, didn't, uh, he included his, the S in his name because he didn't like that his name spelled backwards was Toilet. Uh, number two, now, the Cabbage Patch Snack Time doll led to the invention of baby carrots. Or number three, famous Amos discovered Simon and Garfunkel.
2: I'm gonna mess around a bit because this TS Elliot really does what my head in. Because if okay. you spell it backward, it doesn't really spell toilet.
1: Oh, uh, it kinda does. T O I L E T. If you take the S out, there's now there's two no. L's. But That's what I'm going
2: by TS Elliot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But he put the S in because of toilet. Oh, man. That's a weird fun fact for a guy. Yeah. You know, let's go with that. Let's go with TS Elliot in the T. toilet. TS Elliot, okay? Yeah.
1: You're gonna lock it in. You sure you're fully awake? No, that's not true. <laughs> Come on. I, I I was one of the ones I was that like this is is incorrect. I can't, include this. Yeah, I can't include this one, but I did anyway. All right, so uh we're down to uh final 2 now. Cabbage patch snack time doll led to the invention of baby carrots or famous Amos discovered Simon and Garfunkel.
2: I swear to goodness, if this is if I don't get this one, I will flip everything in this studio right here. There will be no uh pregame show later for us. For the Jets? Jets for the Panthers, Jets.
1: Panthers. What time is our pregame? 3 o'clock? Three o'clock, o'clock after the great Three Ty o'clock. Butler. Yep. All right. After Tie Butler. All right.
2: I will go with the famous Amos. You're going to lock that one in. I'm going to lock this in, and I swear to goodness.
1: Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Before oh. he uh, got into the cookie biz, he was in the music biz. I guess that's how he became famous Amos. And he was uh, responsible for uh, signing Simon and Garfunkel. So there you go. All right. So uh, that's not the worst that you could do. You, you didn't get it. Uh, you weren't 0 for 3, but still. I'll take Joe it. Leo, the uh, birthday boy, has a chance to uh, be far better than that. Joe, are you ready? Here we go.
3: I'm we go. ready, but it's not likely I'll be better than this. But here we go.
1: All right. Number one, the actor Jason Statham. You know him, right? Love him. All right. All uh, right. He has it written into his uh, film contracts. He cannot lose any fights on film. Number two, while he was a uh, murdering psychopath, Al Capone loved animals and would often feed stray cats near his home. Number three, Mattel made an astronaut Barbie doll before women could open credit cards in their own name. Or number four... After the age of two, sharks rarely see another shark in their lifetime, which is kind of sad. Okay, so there you go. There's the four. Actor Jason Statham has it written into his contracts. He cannot lose any fights on film. Number two, uh, Al Capone loved animals and would often feed stray cats near his home. Number three, Mattel made an astronaut Barbie, sent Barbie to the moon before women uh, could even open credit cards in their own name. Or number four, after the age of two,
3: sharks rarely see another shark in their lifetime. I'm going to go with, just because it's timely and it does seem like something Mattel would do.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm going to go with Mattel and the astronaut Barbie.
1: you going to lock that one lock in? That one.
3: Yes, that is absolutely correct.
1: I think 1974, women were not allowed to open a credit card in their own name. They had to have like a cosign. And Mattel, meanwhile, was putting uh, astronaut Barbie out there, which is kind of hard to believe. Barbie's going to the moon. She can't even open her own credit card. But okay, there you go. Yes, very good job, Joe. I
3: think that's my first one ever that I got on. First one. uh, Very nice
1: job. And uh, it looks even better when Harvey goes first. That was a smart move by you. Let Harvey go. Now, Harvey, would you have gotten that one?
2: No. What are you talking about? No. I am the worst uh, TikTok player ever.
1: No, that's that that uh, that distinction. You are you have been bad. That's fair, but I don't think that you have been the worst of all time. I, I think that Jacob Perry, who uh, has not done it in a while, he still probably has the worst. Although I will say, he was very Joey Gallo esque. He would he would hit a home run every once in a while. It doesn't seem like you have that home run potential, and yet your strikeouts are your strikeout percentage is still. Very
2: high. Jacob, for Uh, better or worse, I'm coming for your record, man.
1: Yes. Uh, Okay. Just a matter of time at this point. We got one more left. Uh, You guys can team up on this one if you wish. Uh, Number one. Oh, yeah. And this one is uh, reversed. So this one. Oh, great. There's three true facts and there's one lie. Even better. You have to spot
2: the lie. Can't wait for this one.
1: Yes. We have to make it a little bit more difficult because Joe got it right on the first time. Uh, Number one. The overwhelming majority of sloths die in falls, which generally happens because they mistake their own arm for a tree branch. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Number two, there is a Starbucks on the Great Wall of China. Number three, Leonardo da Vinci invented resumes. Or number four, jaguars are obsessed with the smell of Calvin Klein's obsession for men's colognes. So again, to recap: Number one, the overwhelming majority of sloths die in falls, which generally happens because they mistake their own arm for a tree branch, and down they go. Uh, number two, there's a Starbucks on the Great Wall of China. Number three, Leonardo da Vinci invented resumes. Or number four, jaguars are obsessed with the smell of Calvin Klein's Obsession, which is a men's clone. So, what are we uh, looking at here, boys?
2: Oh man, I'm just I'm just gonna take the bait. And just say there's no Starbucks at the Great Wall, of China.
1: Okay, you lock that one in, Joe. How are you feeling, my friend?
3: I was leaning Starbucks, mm-hmm. but since Harvey took it, I don't want to uh, double up. I don't want to double up. Well, maybe your greatness is better than Harvey's ineptitude. Maybe, unlikely.
2: Let's not. Let's let's just let's keep stating the obvious. Okay, that's what we're doing here. Sure.
3: But I find it highly unlikely that Da Vinci is the. Creator of resumes. the old resume. All right, you're gonna lock that one in. I'm gonna lock Da Vinci. In.
1: Now, again, you're looking for the lie, so I just want to make sure that you're both aware of what you're doing, because you both got them wrong. Now, uh, there is a Starbucks on the Great Wall of China. It's been open for a few years, which is nice to know. If you ever, uh, if you ever visit, you're looking for a little caffeine boost while you're walking the Great Wall. Uh, and uh, no, Leonardo da Vinci did invent resumes. They traced back to uh, the great Leonardo da Vinci. What, c- what couldn't this guy do? All right, so now you're down to two. Number one, sloths fall because they're so stupid they mistake their own arm for a tree branch. Or jaguars are obsessed with the smell of the cologne Calvin Klein's obsession.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Who's going first this time?
2: You know, give me the... Give me the Jacksonville Jaguar. The no, Coventry. it's
1: not the Jacksonville. The actual Jaguars. The animal, the Jaguars.
2: Give me Trevor Lawrence and the Calvin Okay.
1: All right. You can do what you want. Um, uh, Joe, does that mean you're going the opposite way or are you going with Harvey? Trying to lift up Harvey with your own expertise? I'm going to follow him off the cliff with you're the gonna Jaguars. You're going to go with Jaguars too? Yes. That's never a good strategy. And it did not work here. No, Jaguars are actually obsessed with uh, Calvin Klein. This obsession. is
2: ridiculous.
1: So the overwhelming majority of sloths do not die uh, because they're so stupid that they grab for a branch and it's their own arm. No, that one. That was that was the lie. But there you go. This, that is, uh, my friends, what I learned this week on TikTok. The rest
2: of the family. show is on the protest. Honestly,
1: what, what what what's the problem? I don't
2: understand this. You're telling me that Jaguars. Yes. And Cal- you, know.
1: you can Google it up. How I know in other segments on this station, though, the people are Googling it while this, this segment's going on. But, uh, you this care month, to give a name? No, I'm not going <laughs> down that road. <laughs> um, the company will be coming after me. Uh, no, you can Google it up. Jaguars, for whatever reason, are obsessed. There's a reason why they call it obsession. And if you're trying to attract jaguars, that's the cologne for you.
3: What unfortunate soul found this out?
1: These Scientists, there were, imagine the amount of things they made the jaguar smell before they got to Calvin Klein.
3: I thought, I thought
2: the unfortunate saw was Gordon, so that you can have him for this segment.
1: No, that's not the case. No, I've killed the Wasps. I've uh, taken care of Harvey on what I learned on TikTok this week. It's a, it's a good day. It's a good day all around. And uh, look, that is what I learned this week on TikTok. And now, because of this segment, whether you want it to or not, you have learned it, too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll get into the Jets and Giants and some football stuff, some betting stuff. Oh, so much to do as we take you up until noon. Only here, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.
2: What show is this again?
1: Game of Thrones. I've never
2: seen Game of Thrones.
0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: We have not gotten into uh, the Jets, but let's correct that right now because they are the story of the, uh, the offseason this year with all the moves being made, the bringing in of Aaron Rodgers, the feature uh, story on Hard Knocks this year. It's the Jets world, and we're all just living it. Can I, can I lay out a couple of things first off? A, to the assembled media that is covering the Jets or covering the NFL in general, I do not need any more updates on Dalvin Cook. I, I am good. Now, when Dalvin Cook signs with the team, I will be interested. Because it could be the Jets, could be the Dolphins, could be another team. Could be a team that needs a running back. But I do not need any more information about Dalvin Cook's plans before he signs with the team, I am good. I realize he could sign here, he could sign there. It doesn't seem like any of these teams have all that much uh, desire to, to be breaking the bank for Dalvin Cook. He, he is a running back. He is, uh, he is, he's, he's in the basket of running backs. There's lots of running backs that are available. It's hard for them to get paid. He's not getting paid in Minnesota because they, 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 they're moving on. They've already moved on from him. He's looking for a new team. I get it. But just simply tell me when he does sign. I do not need any more updates about his visits here or visits there. I'm good. And I would I would guess that at this point it probably it is a good chance that he doesn't sign until like week 1 or until some team has a major injury or until Dalvin Cook has a realization of what running backs are getting paid. Because when this whole thing first started and he got released by Minnesota, the reports were he was looking for a deal of 10 million dollars and you don't need to be uh, involved in the NFL to realize that's ah, not going to happen. So that's the first thing. Second thing about the Jets. Can we stop with this idea that the Jets are they got to go trade for a left tackle. Oh, they do. Oh, they're just going to go trade for a left tackle now. Oh, they just have to go. They just go get one. Oh, where, where do they have those? Down at Stop and Shop? You just go down the aisle. There's the cookie aisle. There's the pasta aisle. And then there's the left tackle aisle. We're just going to go. Oh, just go get one. Oh. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of just going trading for a left tackle. What a surprise. That that never dawned on me. Hey, we just got to go. Because if it were that easy to do, wouldn't they have done it by now? Since the moment that Joe Douglas got here, even before Joe Douglas got here, what have we talked about? What has been a constant theme with the New York Jets? Even more so, I would say, than the quarterback position. It's been the offensive line. It's been, we got to fix the offensive line. We got to fix the offensive line. And here we are. It's like one of those construction projects that you drive by all the time. When are they going to get this finished? Like that Route 3 and 46 combination. Like, when are they going to be done? It doesn't look like it's going to be around the corner. I can tell you that. Well, much like the Route 3 and 46 combo, it doesn't look like the Jets offensive line is going to be magically fixed here anytime soon. And it's funny because we're at this point of the season or the off, the preseason, the exhibition season, training camp, whatever, where we're starting to we're, we're ramping up. Right. And, and if you're somebody who likes to partake in some gambling, maybe you're, you're finding what bets you like for the season. Uh, I already gave you that my first one that I liked was Jets over nine and a half. I have been very bullish on the New York Jets. I have them as a result of my algorithm. I have them going 15 and 2 this year. I've come up with my own algorithm thanks to AI and I have run through all the schedules and the Jets originally came out 16 and 1. People said it was ridiculous. I said, "You know what? That does seem a tad high. Let me crunch the numbers like Michael Scott and run it again." And we did run it again and there was some some deviation. Second time through, we had the Jets at 15 and 2. So we are now locked in 15 and 2 for the Jets. Now, again, this is not me saying this. This is the algorithm that I have created. So there is some some wiggle room there. And I have to be honest, when you're sitting at this point of the season or before the season and you look at it, everybody, what they do is they look at teams and they look at their strengths. And they think, well, this, this team can do this really well and this team can do that really well and... I'm not saying that this is what the algorithm does, but really what you should be doing is saying, how big of a weakness is this team's biggest weakness? Or how many weaknesses does this team have? And what are they? And how important generally is that position? Defense, secondary, quarterback, running game, whatever it may be. And if you're looking at the Jets it's pretty clear what the weakness is. And it's not just a red flag. It's several red flags standing on top of a mountain, waving the flag, like the flag they run at halftime that says Jets. That's the size of the red flag. And the red flag is the offensive line. The fact that there's this much talk about the offensive line at this point is not a great sign. And it's a focus Every single year. And they have tried to address it in a variety of ways. And the fact that already we are focusing this much time talking about the Jets' offensive line in a year where they've made all these big moves, they have all this young talent, if you're looking for what could possibly be the the real kink in the Jets' plans this year, it's not hard to identify. It's the offensive line. And if you're talking about... how big of a weakness is the team's biggest weakness? That's a really bad one to have. That you can't go into the season knowing at this point what the state of the offensive line is going to look like at week one. That is a concern. No question about it. Because if you've not fixed it at this point, I can't be very confident you're going to fix it with the, the powers that be within, right? Like the Yankees said, hey, we're going to have to, uh, we're going to, we have the men in the room to do this. Those plans generally don't work out. You've had your chance to fix it, and now this is where you're at. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get your Jet phone calls in. We'll talk some Giants as well, some more betting stuff as we look ahead to the NFL season. Oh, so much to do as we take you up until noon. Only here, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.